So this is our first ever, technically, podcast of this brand new podcast. Episode zero. Episode zero. And so on today's episode, we would like to just introduce ourselves, talk about what uh, our listeners that if they're not out there yet, they will be out there, what they can expect from hyphenated life. I think I interrupted you when you were saying hyphenated life. That is actually the name of the podcast. It is the name of the podcast. Hyphenated. I wonder what that means. What do you think people think that means? I think people would be intrigued by it, but not fully know what that means. That's my guess. That would be kind of my hope as well, that it's intriguing enough, uh, leading enough to get someone to say, hey, I want to know how I can live the high life. Ooh, high life. Yeah. How do you spell that? With a Y, definitely. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Like H-Y hyphen hyphen L I-F-E. Or L-Y-F. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. We'll figure that out. We'll do a, a listener's poll yeah. on our first, first podcast after episode zero, The Origin Story. Yes. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Let's do it. Let's start there. Welcome to Hyphenated Life. We invite you to join us on this journey to explore the connection of the sacred and the secular that inspires us to become more fully alive. My name is David Lomdieu. Yes, Lomdieu is French. If you have heard French spoken, you might recognize that. There's an apostrophe in my name, no hyphen though. Um, I I work here at Pine Street Church in Boulder, Colorado as the Director of Worship in the Arts and Executive Administrator and Catcher of All Things. Um, And I've been here in Boulder for about 14 years or I moved to Boulder 14 years ago. I've been in the area that long and started working here at Pine Street Church about eight years ago. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, my name is Andrew, Andrew Darty, which is mostly Irish, I think. Uh, there are like a hundred different surnames of Darty in the United States, I've learned, uh, that starts with the O'Dogherty uh, family in Northern Ireland. So I've not gotten into ancestry all that much, but kind of curious about it. I'm the senior pastor here at Pine Street Church in beautiful downtown Boulder, Colorado, which is where uh, we're recording this podcast today in the basement of the church. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've been here for about two and a half years uh, as the pastor, and we have been talking about doing a podcast for quite a long time, like I don't know, like a year and a half. At least, yeah. And so it's pretty exciting to get to this point to uh, be uh, bringing this to life and hyphenated life. Uh, So a lot of our conversations that have led us to this moment on at staff meetings or staff lunches has really been about blasting dualities and boundaries of things like either or 
black, white, left, right. Um, his life is more nuanced and complex than just, you know, dual categories for things. So I think that really reflects my sense of spirituality and theology, um, sort of non-dual as my hero, Richard Rohr, talks about, uh, non-dual spirituality. So that's some of the premise. But I think what's really cool or what we I think will be cool about this podcast is for people who are spiritually searching or hungry or, um, you know, wanting community in a different way, this this would be for you, especially for topics, as we've said, at the intersection of spirituality and culture. But we really want to do that through different lenses. And some of those lenses could be faith or music or art or politics, um, but generally just uh, adventurous conversation, as we like to say. Yeah, we found, you know, as people who put together a worship service once a week, as people who uh, go out to lunch and have a beer and whiskey on a Saturday afternoon, you know, we found um, where we like to live is in that hyphen space, that that hyphen between the dualities. Um, one in particular, I think we always that we always come back around to is this division and culture of sacred and secular. Mm-hmm. And, and that just, it, it, it wouldn't stop coming up. Um, you know, there's a quote by Madeline Lengel. Uh, there is nothing so secular that it cannot be sacred. And that's almost our sort of spiritual mantra. I think of this hyphenated life podcast. We want to live in that world where, there is not a wall between those two ideas that everything is bridged together and it, and it comes out in, you know, human expressions of faith and art and music and film and, and, you know, discourse and conversation. And we found ourselves really, you know, that that's where we like to live. That's where we feel fully alive, which I think is another idea that, that, you know, we kind of espouse around here how to be how to be the most fully alive version of yourself and the breaking down of those those barriers is where we find ourselves being most fully alive and 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 truly in my experience with others um that i witness others being most fully alive and yeah i think you you might have a quote about fully aliveness or Something along those lines. Yeah, isn't it funny? Like the quotes we really have come back to in thinking about this podcast and the premise of it. Uh, that's really well said, by the way. Just the breakdown of what that what that means, um, and that's one of the deepest messages of what um, you know Christians and theologians call the incarnation, which is you know basically just a, a certain theological word for God become flesh. And one of those ideas is kind of deeply embedded in Christian mysticism. Uh, with the idea of what it means to be a fully alive human being. Uh, St. Irenaeus, uh, father of the early church, once said that uh, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. Uh, And I think that motivates me and makes me excited and um, inspired by what it means to be a human being in this world. Um, And again, one of the deepest messages of... um, of Christianity is that idea of how do we become fully alive uh, human beings. 
Um, so yeah, I think the, I love that Madeline Lengel quote. We, we have definitely revisited that over and over yeah. uh, because we do believe if people are made in the image of God, the spark of the divine is in everybody. And yes. we often talk about how do we set that free? Yeah. And I know as a pastor, sometimes um, I've, you know, been on, been on airplanes when someone says that wonderful wonderful question that strikes fear and awe into all of us is what do you do right uh and not every time do i say that hey i'm a pastor because what happens is that sometimes people start to treat you differently i found which i really don't like that at all i'm just like i'm just a human i'm just andrew you know um so i love this idea of how do we be fully human and yet um be people who are spiritual beings too, who have this appetite and longing for finding meaning and uh, being inspired and learning to inspire others. And that's what we hope this podcast will do too, is to inspire you, the listener, uh, and to inspire you to inspire others. Yeah. So I know we've found inspiration in our relationship, our camaraderie and friendship over the past two and a half years, um, and certainly been been witness to that that fully alive spark as, as our friendship has, has grown. Um, what, what about your background before we ever met? What kind of, what are some things, how did you get here? That's a great question. Um, I, I grew up in Tennessee, sort of, I'd say a son of the South or a child of the church and church to me growing up was not, um, something that, uh, manifests in the same way today. So in a lot of ways I outgrew, kind of the old parameters and theologies and um, sort of this exclusionary perspective about Christianity or spirituality that uh, that was that became a little dull to me, became something I didn't feel um, like it was really who I was. And so along the way, uh, some degrees in religion and theology, I was really working out my own stuff, like um, would describe it as a journey of discovery to discover my truer self and to discover that uh, God wasn't as small and narrow and exclusionary as what I had been taught growing up. So a lot of this deconstruction stuff that goes on for a lot of people uh, is deconstructing the things so that you can construct something um, more life-giving and more true to who you are. So uh, a lot of my own um, I think Soren Kierkegaard has written that, you know, all theology is autobiography in some sense. It's a kind of an autopsy of the self. And I think that becoming a minister was my way of working, working that out in a lot of ways of uh, discovering truly that the image of the divine is in everybody. It's in me and it's in you. And we have the chance to really set that free for each other. And that really opened up all new vistas of possibility and thinking about God and thinking about myself and what does it mean to love God and love myself and love other people. Um, I think I've done that through my, my academic journey and certainly have done it in my vocational life and deciding to, you know, pursue um, and be um, a pastor. So that's, but at the same time, I'm not just that. I think that's part of the beauty of, of the hyphenated life idea is that we're all kind of hybrids. We're hybrids of, of race, we're hybrids of religion, ethnicity, nationality, uh, 
Pentecostal, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, I mean, we're, or all of these multiple identities um, in community with one another. And so we're multiple identities individually too. I'm, I'm a father. I'm not just a pastor. I'm a father. I'm a friend. Uh, I'm a son. Um, uh, so yeah, that's how I see some of my own journey kind of connecting with, with where, what, what brought this podcast about. And certainly uh, our friendship and collegiality and having that uh, together has been amazing things. So it's fun to be able to work with your friends. Yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of life Ditto. and power in that. And I remember the first song that the Pine Street Church Band here ever played, my, mm. I think it was my first Sunday, is what is I'm... I can tell that we are going to be friends. I can tell that we're going to be friends. White by, Stripes. White Stripes. Yes. Yes. Jack so, White. That was an auspicious beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, that song is written from the perspective of a child, you know, who children have an uncanny knack to be able to see through that hyphen mm. and, and, not, and not live their life with those walls in place. Um, so you know, that's part of the, the, the story of our journeys is, you know, trying to rekindle, rediscover what at one point in our lives, whether it was really, really young or how maybe, maybe you haven't lost that. And that's awesome. But um, to, to really to live into that as much as possible. I, uh, my background is in music. My classroom days in college and grad school were spent in practice rooms and rehearsal studios. And um, I was into that. I was singing opera and um, doing that whole path. And um, I remember vividly at my, uh, at my sort of exit exam, at my final graduate exam, comprehensive exams, with my graduate panel of three professors and uh, sat down and they informed me, you did pass your exams. And that was, you know, hallelujah. That was wonderful. Sure. And then they said, so what, what are you going to do next? And I kind of was like, uh, is that, that's the next question here? I was like, okay, uh, I, I guess I'll probably try to get into a young artist program with an opera company. And, um, one of the professors said, have you ever thought about working for a church? <laughs> and flatly wow. I said, I said, no, I have not ever thought about working for a church. And I wasn't offended, but definitely surprised, a bit taken aback. And, and, you know, sort of in unison, all three of them said, yeah, I could really see you fitting in that, in that realm. I think your approach to music and clearly where you're coming from is a, you know, definitely a love of the spiritual experience of music. You know, that's the kind of music you love to be a part of creating and be a part of listening to. And that was the first kind of cog in the, in the old, the old mind here that kind of was put in place. It was like, huh, I never thought of that. And that was a long time ago now. That was over 10 years ago. And because uh, one thing that came on was your experience of transcendence. Like you talked about transcendence at a concert, mm. connect like the intersection of 
of spirituality and music for you is really deep in your bones. And I've loved the way you've talked about that. Um, so I, and that's where I was at in my head when you were. Yeah. You I think, left, uh, left off musically working for a church as a musician, you live the life of I'm a church musician as opposed to I'm a musician and I play music or perform music in a church. Um, communally with with you know congregation members singing along do presentational elements uh, a la a prelude postlude anthem musical meditation kind of ideas um but you get a lot of a lot of pushback from a lot of professional church musicians of professional church people pastoral people uh certain types of music are not allowed in church Therefore, putting that wall down pretty hardcore of there's a difference between secular music and sacred music, and they're not allowed to mix. Mm -hmm. They do not belong together. And I raise my hand, um, not because I'm feeling the power of the Holy Spirit move me as we sing a Michael W. Smith song, uh, but which we don't really ever do that, by the way, just for the record. Yeah, I've noticed, yeah. Um, I raise my hand and say, why? And um, because my musical uh, transcendent experiences have come from all over, and I don't think that it's anyone's right or place to say that one is appropriate in one place and another is not in another place. And uh, we have here in the Pine Street Church music program, before you even came along, and since you've come along, it's been cultivated uh, to a whole other level um, we started not in protest, but uh, sort of putting an exclamation point on our feelings about the difference between sacred and secular music. We started a project called a Good Friday Musical Meditation um, here at here at the church here at Pine Street Church in Boulder. Um, for the history that we could discover from the oldest standing members, they had never had a Good Friday service. And uh, we wanted to do a special music presentation in the Easter time, Easter tide season, Holy Week. So what we did is we decided to take some sort of culturally iconic album uh, of the secular, that's in quotations, world. So something that had not ever been identified as a religious piece of music and perform it in its entirety with narration framing it in a spiritual context. Uh, And that was a, you know, I growing up loving uh, progressive rock music and concept albums, Pink Floyd and uh, bands like King Crimson and Yes and Genesis when Peter Gabriel was the lead singer and, Mm. you know, things like that, uh, bands like that. I've, I've, uh, I've really come to value the the storytelling ability of a concept album. And for me, that value came out in its spiritual impact on me. So we started this project seven years ago, um, and we've done six albums to date. We've covered ranging from Radiohead to Stevie Wonder. So uh, our first official hyphenated life podcast will be recorded next week and our our guests i'll let andrew introduce our guests for next week yeah so uh, along those lines and good friday music good friday night musical meditation is my favorite event of the year here at pine street church in boulder it's just this wonderful beautiful mashup and intersection of of as david has already said just 
uh, albums with, as you've said, artistic and cultural significance. Uh, but it's been a joy to be able to be part of this, to be able to write some meditations that connect uh, spiritual themes in all of these albums. And so it's a, it's a total happy maker for me. Uh, <laughs> me to- too. Totally yeah. love it. But we are so delighted that our first guest on Hyphenated Life is going to be an author. His name is Robert Hudson. Uh, he spent 34 years as a, a book editor at uh, Zondervan, HarperCollins Publishing, and he's written a book called The Monk's Record Player. The Monk's Record Player. And basically in the book, he talks about um, Bob Dylan's influence on a famous Trappist monk named Thomas Merton, who spent most of his life at the Abbey of Gethsemane uh, in Kentucky. And so it talks about how Merton really influenced Dylan and from the level of mysticism, but it talks about how Bob Dylan's love songs really uh, impacted um, Thomas Merton. So really looking forward to that conversation with, uh, with Robert Hudson uh, on, our, on our first episode. And that connects with our Good Friday musical meditation. Uh, just so happens we're doing a Bob Dylan album this year. So really cool connection there. Yeah, definitely. So that, that, that the sort of what is hyphenated life? What is hyphenated life? I've been making my dog's <laughs> voice at home ask questions. It's one um, of my favorite voices. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the hyphen in hyphenated life is exactly that. It's it's that that moment that you know may not be in a church. Maybe it's in the wilderness, at the top of a mountain peak, or at the bottom of a mountain looking up or over a vista or, you know, at the Red Rocks Amphitheater watching um, the Old Crow Medicine Show play your favorite song and the wind blows perfectly and the moon rises above and everyone is singing along and, and there is that moment. That is the hyphen, right? That's like, what's this difference between sacred and secular there? There is no difference. You know, and from and, and a lot of what we'll focus on is that that hyphen between sacred and secular. Um, you know, so that's kind of yeah. where my mind goes with it. Um, and there are certainly other examples, but that that's kind of that's that's the the core type of experience. Um, and obviously, you know, podcasts aren't 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 vehicles for transcendent experience necessarily. At least I haven't discovered that. I, comedy podcasts definitely make me belly laugh sometimes, which can be a form of transcendent experience possibly. Nice. Uh, we, we hope to be laughing a, a, a fair amount here. It's not going to be uh, sit down and take notes and you'll be quizzed at the end of the podcast on everything oh, that you've learned man. kind of situation. I was kind of hoping for that. Well, it's hard to, we can't get the scantrons out. <laughs> Our Scantron grading machine is broken, so oh, yeah, I think that's why we decided not to do a test after the yeah. podcast. Um, but maybe I don't know if we ever get that repaired, we'll we'll readdress. Well, that. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you like for you that what what is what is hyphenated life? What is living a hyphenated life? What is you know ideas that 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 you you get about yeah, that. Yeah, I think for me, it's just living in the in-between. And I can't remember which movie it was. I want to say it was City Slickers when hmm. uh, the question Billy was Crystal, asked. Billy Crystal, right? Yeah, Billy yeah, Crystal uh-huh. was asking the cowboy. I'm, I might be totally making this up, but <laughs> somehow in my memory, memory, this is how it works. Uh, but saying, how are you doing? You know, that's like, it's a common question. How are you doing? Yeah, and, and the cowboy says, oh, I'm just living through the dash. Like, what is that? And so when you think about a tombstone, for instance, you think about the birth 
the birth year and the death year of the person. And in between is that dash. And that's where yeah. life is lived in yeah. between the dreaming and the coming true or in between the year you were born and the year you will die. And it will happen. Uh, newsflash, but <laughs> living in that in between. And I think that's where life is lived too. It's not uh, living at extremes. And we are so obviously polarized in our culture right now, maybe at peak polarization in a lot of ways, yeah. politically uh, and, and otherwise, and even theologically. Um, and so how do we find common ground and find uh, the in between where it's not just either or, or, uh, you know, recently is like, I, I, I tuned to words like, always and never. Like when is something always and never? I'm not mm. totally sure about that. I think some the truth is somewhere in between. And so finding that, and it just so happens that we're passionate about, for me, spirituality and culture. Uh, whether you go to church or don't go to church, whether your church is in the mountains or wherever that might be, uh, there are sacred altars in the world everywhere. Thank you, Barbara Brown Taylor. And uh, how do we notice that and name that? And it's not that God is everything. That's pantheism. But God is in everything. And mm. I love um, I love what this um, this priest and poet uh, Gerald Manley Hopkins, you know, once wrote that the world is charged with the grandeur of God. And I think that makes us want to, as we used Mary Oliver last year, to um, to pay attention and to notice beauty when you find it. Uh, and to to tell others about it, be aston- uh, pay attention, be astonished, and tell others about it. Yes. And I feel like this podcast is, is sort of capturing some of that. Uh, and it just so happens it's um, again at that hyphen place of the intersection, spirituality and culture. And to do that, to have someone like yourself that's so passionate about music and so articulate about where you find meaning in your life, um, uh, but to really. And to interview folks, we'll be interviewing a lot of people on this mm-hmm. podcast, which we're so fortunate to have, and starting with Bob Hudson uh, and talking about Dylan and Merton. I mean, how, how many podcasts can you listen to where you can um, talk passionately about Bob Dylan and Thomas Merton yeah. uh, and, and really lift that up as, as a great example of living in the hyphen, living through the dash, living in that space between... Should we both say goodbye or? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm David. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you at the spaces in between. Ha, 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 ha.